Welcome back to a look in the future. What would you do if you can go into the future and ask yourself questions? You know, how do you grow your firm? How do you grow your practice? How do you transition into advisory services? Because we're all about that right now in 2020, advisory services. Well, luckily for us, we can just ask the time traveler himself, Paul Latham, and learn the knowledge we need at our firms today to evolve into advisory services and become the most relevant advisor to our clients. That's that key term that we've been talking about. Now, Paul brings three amazing things with him. Number one, he's built a successful accounting practice in the UK, so he understands us accountants. In fact, he's built his from an advisory powerhouse, which sold for $45 million in 2001. Number two, he's taken the business public, building it to a market value in excess of $400 million. So he really understands what business owners need and value and what we as accountants need to provide to them. And finally, most importantly, number three, we don't need to invent time travel. We can learn from the transition Paul made over 20 years ago in the UK when he figured out for himself how to do advisory services, successes, his upsides, his downsides, all that stuff we get to learn from firsthand. I'm Garrett Wagner, as always, your entrepreneurial CPA channel host. And we've got Paul Latham beaming in here remotely from Hanrock Solutions. Now, Paul, last time we had a great conversation talking about how to be pro, how proactivity works with their individual clients in the CIQ. So I thought, you know, once again, let's pull the curtain back a little bit. Let's learn from your wisdom. I'd love to hear a little more kind of the thinking behind this, this CIQ process. Help people understand what it is and how they can use that with their clients. Okay. Yep. Hi, hi Garrett. Well, delighted to do that. So just picking up from where we, uh, left off at the end of the last episode, as you say, in the last episode, we really talked about how uh, important it was to properly position the CIQ with the client, uh, as it says there, so the client understands why we're doing a CIQ, they've had the context explained to them, and critically, the advisor is leading uh, the proactive process. And the goal of that first step was you know, to make proactivity feel real to the client and turn that intangible woolly word proactivity into something the client can actually feel and touch and a tangible process but then similarly to as we did with the uh, biz diagnostic a couple of episodes ago today we're going to focus on the sort of more the specific detail of the ciq diagnostic and you know as i always say on these episodes you know anyone listening to this you can create your own process to scale proactivity i'm just taking you through how we do it you know what this looks like today is not what it looked like at Latham's 25 years ago but it, the, the principles are pretty similar um you, know, you can do your own stuff here i'm just using this as a demonstration of how you can scale uh, a proactive process so first of all ciq diagnostics some key points i mean first of all you know the way we do it it's online um and that makes it easy to complete. And, and, and in the first instance, we actually think the CI, sorry, the CPA should complete this together with the client. We think that's far and away the best approach, the CPA sitting with their clients. But the fact that it's online also means a client can independently complete at home. Second key point is it's a process, so it's scalable. And the third key point is it makes it, the fact that it's online, and a process is sort of turning it into a tangible thing. And, and that brings elements of that value proposition that we've talked about in previous episodes to life. You know, it's almost so that you can touch it. It seems real. 
this is what we mean by proactivity this is what we mean by experts and this is what we mean by the virtual team okay so then in terms of the process i'm just going to give you a bit of an overview and, and basically the way we do it anyway has 16 steps um this, we're going to go through this in a bit more detail but you know we, we need to know about your personal information if you like your standing data the money you made last year what do you think is going to happen in the next two or three years what's your net worth pensions and investment assets life insurance wills and trust planning any other personal services that interest you and then if applicable business interests again standing data what's going to happen in the next three years business value and various sort of um, potential for uh, business interests or business strategy any other concerns so what we do is take you as briefly as possible through the 16 steps involved and what I'm going to also show here is what does the accountant do and what does the client do and I go back to a previous episode where I sort of said I think my mum used to say um, more haste less speed this is another good reason uh, for not just going through that presentation but the accountant also doing a little bit of preparation before the client gets to the CIQ so um, taking you through the steps you know step one personal information you know name date of birth marital status spouse's name kids names and you can click on buttons and fill all these things in but as it says on the screen there I, you know strongly recommend that the CPA pre-populates this and, and then as you're going through it with the client, obviously you can update for any family changes. You know, they've got divorced this year or whatever. But, but, you know, let's not waste time for the client by going through stuff that the CPA already knows. Similarly, when it comes to household income last year, salary, business income, other income and so on, you know, 99% of CPAs already have that information and 99% of clients won't remember that information. So it, remember, it makes a ton of sense for the CPA to pre-populate that. So steps one and two, there the client isn't even going to touch, they'll look at it, but they won't touch it. Then we're just simply asking them, so what do you think is going to happen in the next three years? Is your income going to go up? Is it going to go down? Is it going to stay the same? So you're getting information, you know, what does the client think? It takes 10 seconds to answer, maybe a few more seconds to capture why they think it's going to go up or down. Um, Similarly, things like personal net worth. Again, um, maybe you have to go through this with the client the first time. Maybe the accountant already knows much of it, but once it's done, it becomes standing data, you know, values of real estate and commercial real estate and cash and such like. But really what you're interested in from the client is any changes, any changes happening in terms of your personal net worth. Are you thinking of selling any personal assets in the next 12 months? And obviously this allows you to then begin to think about uh, various aspects of tax planning. And I'm not gonna go through all the sections, but that same sort of approach of the CPA filling in what they already know and really asking the client, are there any changes or anything particularly gonna happen? You know, so when it comes to pensions, life insurance, wills and trust planning, that's gonna happen in sections five, six, or seven, I've not detailed them here. And then you get an opportunity in question eight that sort of says to the client, what, what about some more general stuff? Does any of this stuff interest you? And by the way, this particular part of the questionnaire goes right back to Latham's in the 1990s, because when new clients came in, they all filled in something like this. And I used to say to clients, you know, there's only really three, you know, whip, whip, well, first of all, I'd say, we're a great big supermarket full of tax planning and so on stuff. You've just got to give me a clue which aisles you're interested in 
And there are only three scenarios. Yes, you are interested. No, you're not. Never talk to me about it. Or maybe you will be at some point in the future. Just give me a clue. And if you are maybe interested, we can also agree, you know, when you want me to talk about it. Is it in three months or six months or nine months? And basically all, the do, all that's happening here is the client is deciding, am I interested in advanced tax planning or personal asset protection or whatever it may be, social security, maximisation, college planning or whatever. And it's, it's a very basic customer relationship management model. And, and all we're doing is we're letting the client guide us as to where they're interested in stuff. And, and, and by the way, if they have no business, that's the end of the CIQ uh, up to question eight. From nine onwards, it, it only applies if you actually have a business. And again, we're setting up business types and state formed and all that sort of detail that the, that the account that the account the accountant's going to know and the client is not going to know off the top of the head. So strongly advise it's pre-populated by the CPA. Similarly, last year's revenue, last year's profit, last year's tax liability, the client isn't going to remember, but the CPA will pre-populate it. All we're doing is asking the client. What's going to happen? What do you think is happening in the future? Do we feel optimistic? Is income growing or is it going down or is it staying the same? And if so, why? Tell us a little bit more. And then next sort of questions, it's all about business value. You can begin to start talking about business value that takes you maybe to start talking about sale or succession strategy. It's an opportunity to begin to have a dialogue with your client that you don't normally have. Next section, we're asking questions about, for example, you know, what employees, do we have buy-sell agreements? What about pension planning? More CRM questions here. What about tax? What about growing your business? Do you have concerns about health coverage? What about risks and so on? Various strategic areas. Anything else? And, you know, if, if the client gets to this CIQ where the CPA has done their job and pre-populated, this part of it, you know, it, you would struggle to spend more than 20 minutes on and, and, and basically where we get to at that point having completed the CIQ in the same way that the biz diagnostic has an algorithm the CIQ has an algorithm and it's based on the CPA data that they put in the profits the income the values and the client answers essentially the algorithm will iterate and say well based on this income based on these um, this net worth and so on these are things that you ought to consider. It's called an opportunities report, but basically it creates or identifies potential planning solutions that a client should consider. And then really all that has to happen is that the client says which ones matter most to them and prioritize their needs. So if we go back to that five-step planning process that I taught you through in the previous episode, at this point we're in map one, prioritizing needs. We're looking specifically at the opportunity report that's coming out of the CIQ and beginning to prioritise those CIQ opportunities. I've got one up on the screen here. And you can see here, there's, I mean, first of all, there's a lot of detail behind this opportunity report. This is just a summary. And the other thing to say here is this particular one was a dummy case. I just happened to print out for, for the purposes of this video. It's got way more opportunities than you'd probably have in a normal case. But we probably see, I mean, typically when we've had literally hundreds of these completed, um, we normally see that the average client produces about 10 opportunities from a CIQ. And 10 is more than any client will want to tackle at any one time. So what we need to do 
is beginning to establish from those, let's say, 10 opportunities that they've identified, what are their proactive priorities? And that takes us to a next step, which is really simple. Each, each of those, each of that list of opportunities, we're invited, we're, we essentially sit down with the clients and say, basically you've got three choices. Are you gonna drop that, uh, drop that priority? Are you going to park it or do you want to prioritise it? And there's a little space here for you to make some notes if you want to. And, you know, chances are they may drop the odd thing. But, but, but what will normally come out of that process is they'll identify or prioritise maybe two, possibly three of those 10 uh, opportunities that they identified. And we'll park the other seven or eight. And the great thing about parking them means that you don't forget about them and you come back to the client at some other time. But once you've prioritised those two or three, that's when you can then begin to create a plan and you go back to that um, sort of one to five structure that I talked through in the last episode. So we've now identified the potential needs. That's the completion of map one. Having identified those two or three things, we're going to have an exploratory discussion with the right expert, make sure that they're the right fit. Do they need any more information? Map three. What sort of options and solutions are that we can talk through to the client? Map four. And if we get to the end, plan implementation. So essentially, what this advisor is now going to do, and I'm not going to talk you through it again, is now having established priorities, take the client through map two to five, and we're still back at where we began. The client's understanding why we're doing this. They're understanding that we can't be proactive without giving them some help. We've explained the context. We're leading the process. Proactivity feels real. We've taken that woolly intangible word proactivity and turned it into a tangible process. But the key to this, it's incredibly scalable. Um, I was talking to you um, before, the before the episode, uh, Garrett, about, you know, uh, just a, a one advisor who came to mind who's you know he set up camp next outside his cpa's office and between them as every client is coming in doing their tax return stuff they're also going through the ciq and it's become a machine and you know it, that's the whole point scalable process proactivity becomes real yeah and that's what it is you know how do we you know master advisory services we got to make it scalable we got to make it real it can't just be one person kind of just throwing it out there and doing it like we talk about so much. There's got to be a structured, systematic process. Yeah. Make these things happen. And this yeah. is what you got to do. Don't yeah. try and create yourselves. Don't mess around with it. Follow the process. And you'll be amazed how easily it works for you. Yeah. yeah. And it, well, put it this way it's, it's a lot easier than trying to invent a new process because I can tell you what, that's quite a hard thing to do. <laughs> this is, Paul, you would know firsthand how uh, how many years you spent creating yeah. that process. And, and, and back in the 1990s, I mean, we created one. We had a, we had a firm of 250 plus people. We didn't have the internet in those days, or not barely anyway. Um, imagine how hard it was in those days to create a process, but we couldn't have done it without the process. Yeah, and I was just thinking as you were saying that technology now allows us to function so much more smoothly. Yeah. And I've seen a lot of other advisory software out there that still you know, paper checklist or like an Excel worksheet. And it's, it's yeah. that stuff's time to pass. Like you want to use the technology that exists today. Use the thing called the internet, use algorithms to make educated assumptions and make proactivity real. That's what technology does more than anything else. Yeah, correct. So everyone, 
thank you for watching. Paul, thank you for sharing this insight. And you know what, how the thought process behind the CIQ and how you can make proactivity real with an individual tax crime. Now, if you want to know how ready you are for the future, how ready you are to give advisory services, take a minute and sign up for the Biz Survey. There's a link below. See where you stand today. We've talked about our prior episodes. You know what I'm talking about. See what your score looks like, how ready you are for future success. Don't forget, you can click the link up there, subscribe to the YouTube channel, stay up to date. And as always, we challenge you today to take action to change the world and invest in yourself.